I want to dive into the patents, right? So that's a, a unique thing. My mind goes to the marketing and being able to use it as you're talking to clients. You kind of mentioned, was that one of the drawing points to you to the company? Was the, the fact that those existed? Absolutely. And we, and we made them ourselves. So they're really, really good margin. And we have the ability to control pricing and control our costs. Having that a bit of control over some of our products that we sell was, was attractive. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stotts. One of my favorite things about the custom integration channel, um, re really, honestly, it's the entire member, the independent retail, um, but specifically talk about custom install uh, dealers today, is just the origin stories. Like, uh, there's so many different backgrounds to uh, and reasons why you know the owners and and people in the custom integration space got into what they're doing. Most often, you might hear things like you know they. Um, tinkered with a toy when they were young or just had a, an affinity and, and love for music or something along those lines. But uh, you never know. Uh, there's, there's so many different stories out there. And Tommy Brand, the owner of Phantom Sound out in Mason, Ohio, a suburb of Cincinnati, uh, acquired his way into the custom integration space. Someone that um, you know, got to know the previous owner of Phantom, uh, built a friendship and relationship there. Um, and, you know, learned that he was getting ready to retire and loved what they were doing and uh, saw a business model there for success. And, you know, I bought the business and uh, we dive into it with him today. You know, a guy that's learning and, and, you know, constantly expanding his knowledge of custom integration and um, running a business in this industry and uh, opted to align with Oasis Residential Technology Group and, uh, you know, saw that as a way to take what he was doing and what Phantom Sound was doing to another level. Uh, and we dive into that and some unique aspects of the business too. Phantom owns a couple patents, uh, design patents in the audio space and um, you know, learn how they leverage that in their business and just so many unique aspects to what Tommy and, and the business are doing out there uh, in Mason, Ohio. And um, also too, you know, we, we hear a lot about the residential and commercial, those resimercial businesses. Phantom is one of them uh, expanding and, and that's really where he's putting his emphasis uh, into that commercial space uh, out there with Phantom Sound. So a uh, really unique story and one that, uh, you know, excited to share with you here today. So let's dive into it. This is Tommy Brand of Phantom Sound here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and uh, sitting down right now, with Tommy Brent, owner of Phantom Sound. Uh, now you, Cincinnati, Ohio, but like you're you're kind of in between Cincy and Dayton. Is that right? Like officially? Yeah, we're in a suburb of Cincy uh, called Mason, Ohio. Yep. And it's probably equidistant from uh, Dayton to Cincinnati, but it's it's uh, they they consider themselves a Cincinnati suburb. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I I mean I've got familiarity with Dayton. I. Uh... Went to school. I don't know if you know Duquesne in Pittsburgh. Um, but, I'm familiar with it a yeah. little bit. Well, yeah. the the A10 background. Oh, so yeah. I know Duquesne was an A10 basketball school. So we always, you know, yeah. got to got to go to Dayton and you know see what goes. A, a school that, I mean, ho people probably know it for hosting the uh, the first four, right? The first four, right? right, right but they right. also made it the one year to the first four. Like, talk about an unfair advantage getting a uh, 
yeah. the first four game in your home home arena. <laughs> yeah, the Flyers are historically a pretty decent team every year. They are. They are. They. I mean, I, we always had a tough time playing them as the uh, the Dukes, but you know, yeah. uh, neat neat little connection there. But um, cool. so, well, first of all, thank you for taking the time and and sitting down sure. with us and and doing a podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. This is uh, this is cool. Yeah. So tell us, I mean, for those that don't know, to give a little background on yourself and, um, you know, your path through the industry and, and what led you to Phantom Sound. Sure. So uh, first and most importantly, I guess I'm a, a husband and a father. Um, geez, I'm over 50 now. That's a long <laughs> time. Uh, so I got four girls um, that are all out of college, just barely, and uh, trying to get them off the payroll. Um, <laughs> I, my lovely uh, wife, uh, Laura, that we've been married now for uh, over 13 years, so going going uh, strong there. And uh, career-wise, I started off, I have an accounting and finance degree and um, worked in corporate for the first 20 years of my career did CFO and controller work and then decided I didn't want to work for anyone anymore. So I kind of jumped off of that um, eight or nine years ago and uh, started doing some business development for a company I was a partner in. And that's how I kind of came across uh, Phantom Sound at the time. You know, Phantom's been around since 1988. Yep. And um, I didn't know about them until maybe three or four years ago, eh, probably four or five years ago. Started doing some uh, business development in the Builders Association of, of Greater Cincinnati and uh, networking and got to know the uh, previous owner of Phantom. And uh, over a couple of years and, you know, have beers and talk and chat. And he was trying to retire and get to Florida. And so, you know, one thing led to another and ended up buying Phantom uh, last March, March of 22. Wow. So uh, I've only, I'm new to the industry. I'm new to Phantom Sound and new to um, Oasis. Um, just new all around, I guess. So oh, what do I know? I yeah. don't know all that much, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, it's unique. I mean, it's a cool kind of origin story in the space. And I, what what made you gravitate towards, you know, the, the company or in this industry? Yeah, so... Again, I, I didn't have any experience in the industry, but I got to know the old owner and good guy. Um, we kind of hit it off a little bit and we're, we're friendly and uh, trusted him and had a good business model, had a good business, was profitable, making money and good and a little more than your average CI, I think, as far as the intellectual property goes. We have our own line of speakers. They're architecturally hidden speakers inside. We got a couple products for outside as well. And um, I was intrigued by that. We had some uh, four patents in the company. They're really design patents on the uh, the um, whole house sound. And so I thought that was a pretty unique uh, niche to have. And so all of that combined, uh, it was a good business opportunity. No, that's awesome. And and you mentioned those patents. I know something we'll we'll kind of dive into in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything. You know, it's kind of unique. I now I want to dig into like the the you're kind of coming to this industry. Are you learning? I, obviously, you're like learning a lot, right? Drinking from a fire hose, uh, learning about custom integration. Yeah. Anything kind of surprise you about this space as you're getting your hands dirty? it's pretty broad. There's a lot of different areas, a lot of different disciplines in this. And 
Um, you know, over the last 18 months, I've tried to dive into the business and learn a lot about the sales and sales process and a lot about uh, how we schedule and how we purchase and all the different facets, even going out on the, on the job site and, and doing some work with, with our techs and with our team and trying to you know, earn their trust and, and learn how everything works. Um, I feel like I'm a little behind as far as, you know, we coming into the company, we didn't have a whole lot of process sure. uh, documented. We're a small company, six and a half people. And um, we just kind of uh, ran on Excel and post-it notes and uh, pads of paper and stuff like that. I mean, we quoted out a portal and we do use QuickBooks on the back end, but in between yeah. there was really, really nothing. Yeah. Um, so just kind of diving in head first and trying to help the team and, and build a, a good, a good uh, process oriented business that, so we can grow and uh, help everyone uh, move up and uh, grow their personal um, uh, repertoire of skills, I guess. Yeah. Well, you sound like a, a perfect candidate. A few episodes back, we had Jason saying, you talk about process. Uh, oh, on yeah. the podcast. So I, I, I don't know if he's, you've connected with him yet, but uh, it's a man that, you know, a process ninja. Uh, I think yeah, I heard him down in Nashville. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we're nowhere close to where we need to be, but I can aspire. <laughs> we all can. I don't I don't think we all wear, uh, you know, colored karate belts of uh, no. you know, levels of process like he does, but no, no. Good, good dude to <laughs> certainly connect with. Um, but no, that's, I mean, that's it, a unique sort of story uh, of getting it. Everyone's is different. And that's what I kind of love about, you know, covering a, you talk about 5,000 retailers that are part of Nationwide, but I mean, even just the CI space and learning how, I mean, for some, it, it's as simple as like they tinkered with a toy uh, when they were young and that's what <laughs> yeah. got them into it. Right. Or, you know, just kind of stuff with their head. Yeah. yeah. So unique to hear that. But, um, well, so another interesting yeah. fact before we go off of that is our founder, um, he's a guy by the name of Howard McGurdy okay. and, um, he's 80 now and he still comes in part-time two days a week and he does some R and D for us. And he also helps assemble speakers. Wow. So some of our slower moving items we, we make and assemble there in Mason. And so he assembles those, the faster moving items. We, we have a uh, contract manufactured offshore and brought in. Um, but he started, he was a musician back, I, guess, I think in the late sixties, maybe seventies and eighties. Wow. And some of the famous names that he's worked with have been James Brown and, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Bruce Springsteen. So he wow. kind of ran in those circles, uh, playing horns, doing backup vocals and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's kind of a cool story. And oh, he always cool. had a, uh, tinkering sort of mindset and just, that's why he, how he came up with the the type of speakers that we now uh produce ourselves yeah and i i mean talk about just the the benefit i'm sure to you too to be able to have him around and kind of yeah. continue to tap into his knowledge and and learn from him on a regular yeah basis. absolutely yeah it's um he's in on mondays and wednesdays so i'll go in and you know we'll always talk a little bit and figure out what's on his mind and and what's going on and what he's working on. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good learning experience for me. No, that's awesome. So how is business right now? Oh, business. I tell you what, since I bought the company, business has been fantastic. Um, our new bookings, our current work has all been really good. Our, we're mainly residential new construction. We do some commercial, we do some uh, remodels, but and that's one of the one of my um, goals is to diversify our revenue streams into commercial and remodeling a little bit more than they already were. 
Um, mainly just to take away some of the risk involved there being concentrated too much. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, mainly residential new construction with interest rates going up, you would expect the new builds to come down a little bit and they have come down probably starting in about March, but we're starting to see, uh, I don't know, we should be in, in a good, good, a fair number of new, uh, new construction, new builds that are, uh, digging and framing this fall before the end of the year so it's it's looking actually pretty strong for us no that's sure. awesome awesome to hear and i you know you follow that i know the home builds impact ci probably a little more than traditional retail maybe not so you know the appliance space it definitely does as well um but yeah. you know always interesting to kind of track that and yeah you're right I, we've seen similar stuff right the the rebounding at the end of the year it seems like there's always a need for homes the, the uh yeah. what's it the available um the uh inventory yeah inventory out there it's been always been crunched so um yeah we're, we've been behind on on new home inventory ever since uh 08 yeah. i think we from 08 to 12 we got behind like 5 million homes across the u.s we've never been able to catch up so they're always going to be business which that's a, yes. a good thing good thing in this space but uh <laughs> no i, I want to dive into um you know the the patents right so that's a, a unique thing you mentioned it um you know the the uh, really something i think that my mind goes to the marketing and being able to use it sort of as, as you're talking to clients and things like that. I'm sure it's got to be a big leverage point for you as you're talking to people uh, and potential it clients. Is. Um, it is. So the, they're design patents. So it's not the technology and the speakers themselves. Right. It's strictly design. So in a typical um, speaker that a custom integrator would put in, typically it's in the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And typically it's a full range speaker and they usually put them in pairs, right? In yep. a room. Um, so what Howard did back in the eighties when he designed this is he split the speaker up. He took the split up the, the, the low, the, the sub yep. from uh, the tweeter, the mid and the high. And so he locates the sub in the floor under an HVAC register. Huh. So each room will have an additional HVAC register that is, fake. Right. <laughs> no one knows. You can't tell. It's usually a recessed uh, wood grate and a wood floor. Um, it's stained the same as the soap. It blends in with everything else. No one would know or be the wiser. Right. And then he takes the tweeters and they're split up. There's two tweeters. So they come in a set, one sub and two tweets. The tweeters go in the wall about shin level where an outlet would go behind a, um, a single gang outlet plate. And there's no outlet there. There's just yeah. a white mesh screen, kind of like a grill a, a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, you you entertain people, have people over, and they hear the sound. But it's uh, people never can can figure out where it's coming from. That's interesting. And so the design patents are around those two uh, those two products. No, it's really cool. I and yeah. I mean, it, you you kind of mentioned was that one of the drawing points to you to the company was the the fact that those existed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we, and we made them ourselves. So they're really, really good margin on, on those products. And we have the ability to control pricing and control our costs. So having that, that uh, a bit of control over some of our products that we sell was, was attractive as well. And I have to think too, I, 35 years, um, long time in business for the CI space. I, I, yeah. That has to play, I mean, having the, the, um, the patents and, and things like that play a little bit into that but any anything you know as you kind of dive into the history of phantom sound it like that you see as to what sort of allowed it to exist continue to exist for so long uh, i think it's their ingenuity and, and then the, the the reputation that they had so you know there's a 
a local home show called Homerama that the, the association puts on every year. And it's, I think Cincinnati was actually the first home builders association in the United States, um, 60 some odd years ago. Um, so the home show has a rich history and I think Phantom Sound started, uh, being the sound sponsor and in the homes probably in the early nineties. Um, so we've been involved in that for a very long time, which we have a, a rich history and reputation. So, a uh, very good name and reputation. I think that's allowed us to to last as long as we have and thrive as long as we have. No, that's awesome. Uh, and I mean, what too? Like as as you're learning about this space and kind of the uh, you know the the tech. I'm sure the technologies themselves and to just sort of how business is done. What what sort of things are you excited to get your hands on? Maybe that you haven't already to sort of advance the business. Yeah. So. Um, because we're so, uh, I mentioned before, we're so concentrated on a residential new construction. So I've kind of laid it on my myself to go out and be the face of the company and be in charge of development, whether it's residential or commercial. And, and then on the sales side, I'm holding myself responsible for growing the commercial side on, on sales. So, you know, being new to the industry, I've got a lot to learn. I'm, I'm leaning on industry partners and distributors and manufacturers so that they can kind of teach me and help me um, win some of those jobs and projects. And, you know, so far so good. We're, we've done a pretty good job, but there's, there's a lot left to, to do and, and grow into, but that's kind of what I've saddled on myself to take responsibility for. Yeah. Any big differences you're noticing between, cause you guys, I mean, if you take a uh, spin through your website, you can kind of see obviously the, the focus on residential, but you know, the, the few projects and, and sort of the, uh, expansion into that commercial space, right? Um, some really unique and different things too. I, I think like a, a wings store, uh, like a, a Buffalo <laughs> wings restaurant, um, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So any so, big differences between the, the residential and commercial that you're noticing? I mean, the, the products and, and some of the brand names and, and, and those things are different. And there's some a difference in, in some of the technology and how they're controlled, but uh, it's this, it's the same sort of stuff. You, know, you have audio, you have video, you have controls, you have security. Each one is probably going to be a little bit different in commercial versus uh, residential. But uh, to me, it seems like the main components are, are fairly similar. Now, when you get into maybe some of the, um, uh, we're not getting into a lot of the big uh, uh, production scene where, where you have the, the stage and the uh, the loudspeakers and that sort. We're not getting into that. Um, we're, we're sticking mainly with um, office spaces, um, uh, food, and um, some of those types yeah. of, of industries and verticals. Yeah. Now, how about the? Do you approach them any differently? Not necessarily from a tech standpoint, but maybe how you work with the clients. Uh, I think it's all about relationship. Um, where I can, from my um, accounting finance past and my business development past. That was all about relationship and and uh, networking and, and finding the right people to know and and uh, just building the trust. And once they know you and they like you and then they trust you, you're not really selling at that point. You're just kind of advising and counseling and and they end up going with you because of that trust and that relationship. So that's that's what I found uh, makes that sort of a thing successful. And that's what I'm trying to achieve here with them. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, you know, I, earlier today, actually, as we're sitting here, I, this won't publish for a few days, but, um, you know, bumped into you on the, the kickoff for the Oasis, uh, 
you know, yeah. member board, right? So I talk about that experience and, and being a part of that and kind of what that means to you. Oh, that was cool. I mean, uh, it's it's a privilege, really. I mean, I'm so young in the industry and being an owner and to, and to be invited and accepted in that group uh, was just a complete honor. And, and I'm just, uh, I'm thrilled to be a part of it because I'm going to do uh, more learning than contributing, I think. So <laughs> at least initially, the learning is going to be great. I'm going to absorb and soak in uh, a lot from everyone else. And I'll contribute where I can, uh, maybe more on just the general business side, because that's where most of my experience is and running a business and what makes businesses successful. But uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to make those new relationships, meet those new people and soak up as much as I can and help help Oasis grow and be as successful as they can. Uh, that's awesome. And now were you, uh, was Phantom already part of Oasis when, when acquired? No, no. Phantom was not in a buying group. Um, so that was a decision that I had to make or that I wanted to make uh, to take advantage of, you know, the, the normal reasons that people join for the, the education, the camaraderie, the the peer learning and the, the discounts as well. No, that's awesome. And, and if you don't mind me asking, what, uh, what helped you land on Oasis? I, you know... I think for our size integrator that we are, um, I think Oasis was the best the best option, and the relationship you know uh, knowing Hank, and there was last year's Cedia in Dallas. I met um, a couple other people from it wasn't Oasis at the time. Yeah. <laughs> new name, <laughs> just, new brand. <laughs> uh, you know the way I was treated and and the way I was uh, handled and and that whole process of getting to know the Oasis uh, team was, was a good process. So it just kind of uh, felt natural to me. No, that's awesome. And I mean, you talk about even beyond the name changing, um, you know, I think the team, my favorite thing, if you were with us in Nashville, you saw that slide they put up with, uh, it was just Hank was, like, was yeah. the entire HTSN <laughs> team. And now we got a new name and there's like 13 people around. Them. So it's just right. it's cool it's to like, see that growth boom, and support. Explosion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know he's thankful. And, uh, no, it's awesome to, I, I know, um, he, he appreciates and the rest of the team being able to get out there on behalf of members like yourself. So, um, no, it's cool. Tommy, I appreciate the, the time and, uh, you know, look forward to catching up again soon and, you know, seeing you again before we know it at a future summit or, uh, somewhere else oh, down the line. Or maybe I if I wait, take, yeah. you know, take a trip out to a, a first four one of these times, if Duquesne ever makes it, um, <laughs> you know, I'll take a swing by and see what's going on. They're occasionally <laughs> in the big dance, so you never know. It's been like since the seventies, but you know, what? <laughs> yeah. So the, it's, um, no, they've, uh, it, they've come close. Like, you know, they do okay in the A10 really? tournament, but it, it's been years. <laughs> sworn I remember seeing them on like the brackets, the, not the women's like, side. <laughs> okay. The women's I team is made do it. that, but okay. Yeah, huh. our, our claim to fame right now is uh, Keith Dambro, um, who used to coach high school at a, a school you might know, St. Mary's, um, where LeBron James played. Oh yeah. So yeah, he's, he, uh, he up was, in Akron. Yeah, yeah. So he was LeBron yeah. James's high school coach, and now he's oh, like, okay. you know, Duquesne's head coach. So <laughs> that's, that's what we got going for us. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Appreciate it, and uh, you know, just appreciate you taking the time on the podcast, man. All right. Thank you, Rob. And thanks again to Tommy. That was, uh, you know, just a fun interview, kind of learning along the way, just uh, seeing how, you know, someone's so new to this industry and, um, you know, what they're doing to 
really just dive in headfirst and um, take the the business by the horns, if you will, and and just um, do what they can to to expand it and uh, learning, you know, quite a lot. You know, drinking from a, when I say drinking from a fire hose, that's absolutely what he uh, is doing, but doing it well um, and always awesome to be able to to shine the spotlight on people like that and brands like Phantom Sound. So appreciate Tommy. And as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast. And we'll catch you next time.